he lost control and started swerving and the nine wheels of the truck rolled over my car. Don Heimer died instantly. They did all the tests they had at their disposal and determined that, that I was uh, deceased. But in reality, his new life was just beginning. I was driving along a highway one moment, and the very next moment, a fraction of a fraction of a second, I'm actually standing at the gates of heaven. Ninety minutes later, a passerby witnesses his miraculous return to life. I think his actual words were, the dead man is thinking. Well, that's not something that you, know, you, you would typically hear. And so, well, he was seeing, you know, his air escaping from the lungs. You know, we checked him, we run all the tests. You know, you know, we're medical professionals. We know a dead body. Today on Life Focus, the man who went to heaven and back. Heaven is a buffet for the senses. It is a sensory explosion. Uh, all the sights that we hear, we uh, hear that we see. If I'm standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon and I'm looking at the sunset, I'm thinking, "This is just awesome." Heaven is a million times more beautiful than that. Neurologist put the IV in. I went off to sleep right away. They started rolling me down the hall to the operating room. And then I realized that I was still conscious and I wasn't under yet. It was like I was for a little bit, but then I was awake again. Right then, two beams of light came over my right shoulder. So I started to turn around and look over my shoulder to see where it was coming from. And then I heard a voice. And the voice was very authoritative. Um, not loud, but he says, don't turn around. And I'm thinking, well, why not? And he says, don't turn around because if you see my face, you'll have to stay here. And he says, now, that would be okay if you stay here, but I have a job for you. And if you disobey me, I won't be happy. And he says, you don't want to see me in happiness. So I said, yeah, well, okay. I better pay attention and do what he says. I said, okay. He says, okay, it's time for you to go back and then turn around. I'm sorry, but he put his arms around. He put his arms around. And it was a feeling. And I can explain it was unconditional love, but it was words and terrible words. And I'm sorry, but I always act like this because I can feel it again. Wow. You know, we did three weeks on the topic of fear. And uh, this last week, we wanted to talk about something that was pretty heavy, eternal fear. Uh, the number one fear that people have statistically is the fear of death. And why do we fear the fear of death? Because we're so afraid of the unknown. You know, we're, we're not completely sure uh, of what's gonna happen. And, and, and because we can't control it, you know, we, we really can't, we just don't know when or how or, or what's gonna take place. It's, it's very elusive to us. And, these first two videos I showed here, I mean, in, in preparing for this, I just tell you, it just made me very, very sober. 
I watched a bunch of videos. And some of the videos were pretty strange, but some of them were really eye-opening. And it changed who I was. And so these first two videos, these guys shared their experience. The first one, the guy was in a car accident. A truck rode over his car. He was presumed dead, completely gone. And he comes back and he shares how he went to heaven and the expressions of joy and love that he felt there and how, how vivid the colors were in his experience there was just so miraculous. And the second guy, he, he uh, actually had a heart attack and was getting rolled down and, and died. And you heard what he said and the hug that changed his life. Those are just two wonderful experiences that people had when they just went over to the other side and came back. But not everybody's experience was a good one. Let's watch this next video and just listen carefully to some of the things this guy says. Hello everyone, my name is Joseph and today I am going oh, to be giving you my personal testimony of my near-death experience slash vision. I, all of a sudden, I was in this world, and in a twinkling of an eye, I'm snapping my fingers here, in a twinkling of an eye, I was in another dimension. I was not on Earth here as we know it, not I was in my body, but yet I was in my soul. And I was walking around my house in this experience, and my girlfriend at the time was there, and I started to say, something's wrong here, man. And I started getting very paranoid, and, and, and I knew that I was not on planet Earth anymore. I knew that I crossed over. I knew I was in another dimension. I felt like I died, and I was dead. This is how I felt, people, okay? So I felt like I died, and I crossed over. And I'm wandering around my house aimlessly, and I'm like, I started getting scared, fear. And uh, I hung around with some rough people, but uh, nothing scared me as much as what was going on. It was mental torment, mental anguish, okay? At one point, I picked up my daughter's photos. I'm actually, I looked at them, rather. I looked at my daughter's photos on the table, and I said, I love you guys. I miss my kids, like, you know, I love you guys. And then, like, there was no tears, my friends. I couldn't shed a tear. I had no love in me. I was hollow. It was pure evil, okay? And then, as time went on, like, I could not come to a happy thought. Meaning, I tried to focus on my kids. I used to take them to the beach. And as soon as I would start thinking about the beach and the sand or whatever, boom, I was back into fear. I was on planet Earth in a twinkling of an eye. Boom, I was in another dimension. That's how fast it happens, my friends. Okay, I'd say, boom. Okay, there was no time. It just, I was in an eternal void. I was there for my sins. I knew that. I knew that as my experience started getting more fear, more fear. My, my conscience told me I knew why I was there. I was sinning. I was doing my own thing. I said to myself, Allah, you've got to be kidding me. But, but I thought, I was like saying that in my, in my mind. Like, but, 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 I was like stuttering. But, but, but I thought, you know, that the pastor said, and, and, I, and I thought that God loved me, and I thought that this, and I thought that that. And it was my sin that got there, my friends. And I knew it as I was, my fear started to kick in. It started to get worse, started to get worse. Okay, so here's where it gets crazy, okay? I said, I got a Bible in the house. Again, I'm in my soul and in my spirit, but I had a Bible in my house. And I turned to my Bible. I picked up the Bible, my friends, and I opened it up. I said, all right, I'm going to turn to the Word of God, and I'm going to whatever. I'm going to pray myself out of this. I'm going to pray myself out of hell, okay? doesn't happen, my friends. I opened my Bible. Okay, hear me out. Look me in the eye here. 
I opened my Bible, people, and every page was blank. I flipped through the pages, and every page was blank, okay? I mean, there was no more word of God. There was eternal separation from God. And I was like, God, you've got to be kidding me. And I said to myself, I didn't say it out loud, I said to myself, oh, my God, I'm in hell. Okay, I was in hell, people. You know, I couldn't get out. And I was freaking out. Wow. There does come a point to when it is too late. You know, the reason we preach the way we do and the reason we share the way we do is because we want each and every one of you to meet your creator face to face. And see, we struggle with understanding why is it so important to live this life? Why is the Bible so important? You know the Bible is the only book written from the other side? It's the only book that tells you what happens on the other side. It's the only book that is spiritual. You go on to the next slide. And if, if we don't understand how you know God now, would be how you know God then. How do you get assurance that you're going to heaven? How do you get assurance of salvation? How do you know that, that when your time comes, you won't be like that man running to, to, to the Bible that, that you have and finding the pages empty? How do you know? Because the relationship you have with God now will be the same relationship you'll have with him. Now, both of these were death experiences. The, the last guy here, he actually had a drug overdose. Died in a drug overdose. Experienced all this torment and came back. You see, both of those were people who passed away. But there is one transition that's going to take place regardless of whether you pass away or not. There's one transition that guarantees every single person is going to experience one day. Every last one won't escape it. Let's watch this. So the biggest question is this, are you ready? Are you ready? Not, Pastor Tommy, I prayed a prayer. 
Not because my parents are pastors. Not because I come from, you know, my aunt or uncle are pastors. Or not because I went to camp. Not because I, uh, or any of those things. Do you know you are ready? And see, you have to be ready now, not ready then. See, a lot of young people, you, you figure you have your whole life ahead of you. You have time. You can wait. I will get ready is usually the young person's mentality. I remember sitting in those seats at your age thinking the same thing. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready when it happens. I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine when it happens. The older I got, the more I began to realize I need to be ready now. Because my relationship with him now will be my relationship with him then. So if my relationship is not, Lord, I pursue you. Lord, I chase after you. Lord, I love you. You are my God. You are my father. You are the author and finisher of my faith. I seek you in everything I do. And I will not do anything outside of your will. And Father, if I do, please correct me and change me so that I can be more perfect than you. I know my actions are not the things that get me to heaven, but it's a gift from you. And so because of that, I align myself up with your word and make your word the fortitude of my life so that one day when we meet face the face. It's not a first time, but it's a continuation. Do you get it? Do you get it? You never fear eternity when you have made him your refuge and your fortress. So what we want to do is give an opportunity for everyone to get it straight. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you tell me you've been saved since you were two or three years old. I don't care if you tell me you just came to know Jesus a month ago. I don't care if you tell me I don't really know him, but I'm just listening to what you're saying. Tonight is an opportunity to clear the slate and get it straight. Tonight is a chance to just say, look, I want to make sure I've got everything crossed off and everything in order. I want to make sure that, that I have no fear. I want to walk out of here knowing, knowing that the, the experiences that those first two guys will be the experience I had to feel my God wrap his arms around me, to feel every cell in my body scream out for the love that he has to experience the glory of being in his presence. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. So we're going to go back into worship. This is going to be an opportunity for you if you want to come down and worship. If you just want to, want to, want to cry out to God and pray. Whatever you want to do to get your heart straight with your Lord and your Savior and your Creator tonight, do that. We're going to have our leaders come up front as well. If you want them to pray for you, if you want them to just, just pray with you, if you're dealing with stuff that's blocking you from having that relationship with him, the leaders will be here for you to pray with you. If there are things going in your home prohibiting you from moving forward in your relationship, not, I'm not talking about your parents' relationship with God. You can't get to heaven by your parents' relationship. You can only get there by your own. Whatever's preventing you from being God's best, we want to pray for you tonight. We want to pray for you tonight. So let's have our leaders come on up.
Come on up. And while we're going back into worship, if you say, Pastor Tommy, I just want somebody to pray with me. I just want to make sure. When I do go, I want to be able to walk in and see him face to face. I want to feel his arms wrapped around me. I want to see the tears run down Jesus' face and say, well done, my good and faithful daughter, my good and faithful son. I want to live a life so pleasing to him that the first time I see him is not the first time, but just a continuation of a life that I have lived in pursuit of who he is. I want to be able to laugh and smile and know that if my day comes sooner or later or in the second coming, it's all there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let's make sure we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, I thank you for this congregation, these young people. Father, that their eyes are open, that their ears are open, and that their hearts are open. Father, that all fear has been cast out because they can come to you. Father, let us get it straight tonight. Father, let us just recommit tonight. Father, let us reestablish ourselves in who you are tonight. Let us walk out of here with no fear in our heart, Father God. We won't be afraid of, of things that, that, that we may touch. We won't be afraid of all the other kind of fears that are out there. And we would not be afraid of eternal fear, Lord. For you have not given us a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind, Lord. So tonight, let's get it right. In Jesus' name.